It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzler. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in, like, an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast, the NFL Playoffs Edition. This is our third week of this show. I'm your host, Maddie C. Of course, I'm not just host of the show, I'm commissioner of the Astro League through the fantasy regular season, which is where this show gets its name, but also now I'm the host who gets to talk to these two great guys, Taylor and Manjot, who've been good enough to join us through the NFL playoffs. We'll bring them in in a minute. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram too. We are at Astro League Podcast. All our social media keeps on humming right through to the other side of the Super Bowl, so come and see what we're up to. It'll give you updates on all the things we're doing with the show. You can also find us through Twitter as well at Astro league pod and you can send us some mail too we haven't had a listen mail segment for a little while but if there's things you want to know especially on the fantasy end zip it through uh you can do that at astro league podcast at gmail.com or even through any of the direct message functions on the social media as well because they're manned pretty much all the time if leaving a written message isn't your thing or maybe you're not a social media person you can also go ahead and leave us a voice recording too we'd love to play that we've done that with manjot through the fantasy season as well when he was our super fan before he became part of the cast and you can do that at anchor.fm FM forward slash Astro hyphen league. All right, so there were some pretty wild games in the week just gone. In fact, I think it would be a stretch to have imagined you could have got four better games. Uh, let me talk you through a little bit about Championship Weekend because there were just amazing finishes all around. I, I think every game either finished with a kick as time was expiring or went to overtime, which was amazing. Uh, Tennessee kicked off the weekend and they were ugly. They were really ugly and they found a way to keep this an arm wrestle, even though they didn't play well. Derrick Henry got 20 carries for just 60 yards and Tannehill was throwing possession away. Uh, he didn't do it once. He didn't do it twice. He did it thrice. Um, but look, the determination of a rookie kicker, the only kicker selected in the draft, took us to an ending fitting of seeing Kevin McAllister overcome the bungling bad guys in a big city. Someone should write a movie about that. Joe Burrow, currently undefeated in playoffs all time. I think we should get that guy a cigar. Uh, Matty here was the only guy who picked that one, which means Taylor and Manjot yet to open their accounts on the first of the Saturday games. Then the later Saturday game, it did, sorry, this does mean that uh, Taylor's Titans. See ya. Whoa. Um, in the other game, we're expecting the same for Manjot because everybody hopped on the Green Bay Packers in tipping and San Fran got to Green Bay and immediately it looked like it was, uh, you know, milk was a bad choice. It sort of looked like <laughs> San Fran got to Green Bay and immediately it looked like milk was a bad choice. The Packers drove all the way into pay dirt. AJ Dillon crashes into score 7 nothing. 
But that was kind of it until half time. I mean, there was movement back and forth, not a lot of opportunity for scoring. There was a kick right on half time that was blocked by the 49ers. It could have made it 10 nothing. Instead, they go into the break at 7 nothing. And after half, San Fran did get one drive together, but did have to settle for a kick of their own and kept Green Bay pretty quiet through the third quarter to get to 7 3 heading into the fourth. But, you know, Green Bay never got it together. They did get a drive where they did have to put through a kick, and they they got it. But then a huge blocked punt late in the game backed up to their own end uh, that was collected and returned for a touchdown, brought that game to 10 all very late. Uh, And by this stage, the weather was just unfit for human habitation, let alone for football. But the plucky West Coast unit pushed the ball forward and gave Robbie Gold a shot to win the game, which he did. 13-10 13-10 to 10 was the final in that one. San Francisco going on to the championship week. So all the lads had polled on Green Bay, as I said. Um, it turns out then, after Saturday's games, uh, we were all wrong in that one, which means I go into Sunday with a 1-0 lead on everyone. Sunday saw Tampa host the LA Rams in a game that blew out quickly. Stafford took advantage of a pretty average secondary to pass the way all the way. Stafford took advantage of a pretty average secondary to pass all over the Bucks on their way to a 21-3 lead at half. A pretty wild second half too with fumbles, intercepts, missed kicks, uh, big hits, all that it brought out a 27-3 game um, and it came all the way back to 27-27 under what it was feeling like were Atlanta-esque circumstances. But uh, look, 27-3 isn't 28-3. And Matt Gay, uh, he recalibrated to kick a winner late with no timeouts as clock was expiring to end Tampa's attempt to repeat. Taylor got this one right. He'd taken the Rams. So now he and Matty both had one. But Manjot, he, yeah, that's right. He'd stayed with the Bucks just like Matty. So uh, no points for Manjot. A Sunday night, though. I don't have words. I don't even have words. Two great young quarterbacks drive for eight touchdowns. Almost 140 yards of rushing to throw on top of their 700 combined yards of passing. 72 points on the scoreboard in regulation and no intercepts. I can't do this game justice with mere words. This needs to be a full ESPN 30 for 30. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. In short, 25 of these 72 points were scored in the final two minutes. It was the most entertaining finish ever. And for the overtime to finish with a touchdown was just really perfect. Uh, points galore, but Taylor took Kansas while Matty Amanjot had taken Buffalo in the road upset. And it means that Taylor finishes the week two wins. Matty got one right on the first game of the uh, the weekend. Amanjot managed to get the whole way through the weekend, picking nothing but teams who were on the wrong end of scores. Worth pointing out, though, because of the way that all of these games finished, gee, any one of them could have been different. And um, Manjot could have very easily had all four. But there you go. Taylor 2, Matty 1, Manjot nil. Now, with all that in the bank, let's have a look at today's show because we've just done all that recapping and, man, we have got plenty, as we always do. Uh, We're going to get the boys in here. We're going to talk about what gets our goat. We will preview these two big matchups between the Bengals going to the Chiefs and the 49ers going to the Rams. We're going to do a fantasy draft again of a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Uh, We'll recap who won last week. Could take a little while, and we'll get our draft order set. It's getting tricky, too, because there's only four teams. So, um, yeah, gee, getting first or second player at a position will be of pretty big significance. We're going to have another round of kicked in my nuts. 
we'll recap who picked the best fantasy kicker last week too. And we may need to clear out a lot of space for someone to gloat about that before we wrap it up and get out of here. But before we do any of that, let's bring the boys in. This is some of the jokes I've written down. Yeah, The grey mumba, just absolutely spraying them all over the field. Dawson Knox yeah. jokes next week. All of next week, Dawson Knox jokes. Knox Knox yeah. is there. Yeah, they're coming. Byron Pringle is actually pretty good. Yeah, um, mate. He was a Chris <laughs> Kringle, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the duck mouse at the end. <laughs> all right. Let's bring in the boys. The world's best fantasy analyst is where I want to start. Your trusted man to deliver picks in the NFL, correct? 50% of the time, but you can guarantee he's going to feast on the entrails of his fantasy rivals. It's the star of Taylor Talk all season long on the Astros podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Taylor. Mate, you wouldn't even recognize me. I'm on day four of my fitness plan and I'm running like I'm Kathy Freeman out there, mate. Just absolutely dominating oh. the, the uh, running scene. I'm so uh, it's just it's just great times. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm picking starts of the week right. I'm getting two out of four in, uh, on, on the week's tipping and dominating with it. Dominating. Uh, you know, there was a there was a Titans Bengals game that we're not going to talk about. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it was outside of that, it was an absolutely great week, mate. So I'm um, absolutely keen to get into it. Mate, I've spared you the injustice of having to talk about that game by recapping without, um, without having to drag you through that. Um, Brilliant. But I know someone who's going to want to talk about the recap of their game anyway, so I might allow a little bit of rope for that. But let me introduce... Tasmania's finest, not just a lawmaker and peacekeeper of fantasy land, but also of our hearts. It's faintly like that character that appears in series one of a sitcom that then you forget ever existed in later series. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Seahorse. No, I'm joking. He hasn't been with us since series one. It's our resident magic man, mystic at large and fantasy drafter of an average nature. Uh, <laughs> the brain behind Pastry Press NFL Instagram page and a regular on our friends, the Aussie End Zone podcast. It's Manjot in the middle. Yeah, I'm back. You know, I'm um, sorry I missed the introduction, Taylor. I was, I was having a few, you know, sips of my water. But, you know, I'm back this week, you know, uh, bang, bang, nine again. You know, in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, we're going to be like previewing it. There's this rapper dude on Instagram doing some amazing raps. I can't. I'm gonna like learn his flow, try and get that up, but I can't. I can't get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, you'd be too young for this. But is he like snow? Do you, no, you wouldn't know snow from the. Early I don't ones. know snow. No, Daily, do you know, know snow? Th- Informer? Do you know that one? Oh God! No, absolutely not, mate. But uh, Manjot. <laughs> Forget kicked in the nuts. Surely you jizzed in your pants after what we saw on the weekend. It, um, <laughs> it, it looked like it looked like there was jizz falling from the sky in that uh, in uh, that Green That's Bay not- uh, San Francisco <laughs> game. And um, sky jizz. You know, right. it actually probably helped us out a little bit. But um, you know, you don't have to go into too much detail. But I'm assuming you're a little bit too happy. I mean, you know, not in that way, but like you know, I'm I'm, I'm I was screaming. All over my house, I must say. Okay, so we'll do a quick recap. Let's get this, you know, straight in. Okay, you recap your game. You do it. And we, I want to hear from you um, as the 49ers guy because after uh, that, we'll, we'll find out what gets your goat. So you tell us all the good stuff. And we don't yes. want to recap the other games. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Um. you know, just holy shit, man. Like, okay, like, all right, all right. One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my God. That was just how I described, you know, that ending of that game. Like, first try, we can see the touchdown. And our offense has done shit, like, the whole game. We let them kick a field goal. And, 
you know, it's 10 to three and it's like stays that way. Still 10 to three, six minutes left. Jimmy just doesn't convert. Like, like Jimmy hands it off to Elijah Mitchell on fourth and one. We just can't convert. Jimmy can't like throw anything. He's just throwing like awful passes the whole game. And then like, you know, we force a free and out on defense. And like, I'm like to my dad, you know, I just, I'm just hoping the punter just messes up right here. And then guess what? Jordan Willis overpowers that blocker, the up back, as they call it, that position. He overpowers the up back and then he gets a hand on it and it goes straight up into the air. You know, I'm holding my breath. You know, my heart is my mouth. Like my heart traveled straight up, just like that kick. You know, it travels straight up into my mouth. Like me and my dad, we're like on the edge of our seats and then the ball drops down and then Talanoa Hufunga like, gets it and then me and my dad just like going crazy i'm like screaming like man i was just like yes i'm like running around the house my mom likes i'm, I'm like explaining the game to my mom while she's watching with us and my mom was pretty happy you know you know she's the resident pastry maker so shout out to her for the inspiration for my blog name you know she was she shout she was out to mama some- manjot i love that yeah <laughs> shout out to mama jot yeah mama the jot. mom the mi- the mom, the myth, the legend, you know, <laughs> yeah, and the so dad, good. the myth, the legend, and the dad, the myth, the legend for, you know, watching the game with me. Um, and then, you know, we force a free and out again. I'm like, if we just force a free and out yet again, we can win this. And then, you know, we do that like Rogers. What was he thinking? He threw into double coverage when Lazard was like wide open over the middle of the field. Like, did anyone like notice that? Like, Gee, oh, it like, was all the COVID toe. It was COVID toes. It was. Goodness. And let me just say, like, it was like, Jimmy, just don't mess this up. Like, yeah. me and my dad, the whole game, we were criticizing the crap out of Jimmy G, like, the whole game. And, like, you know. You were you were to us too, mate. You were uh, to you yeah, guys. Some of that. You're letting us know in the group that it's time to free Trey Lance and basically throw uh, Jimmy G in the scrap heap. So. Just, a, just yeah. a little bit of a behind-the-scenes on Manjot during a game. He was absolutely tearing up his own QB. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Jimmy just threw, <laughs> threw the kittle. And then, you know, he threw Debo for another first down. So, Jimmy makes, like, two good passes. I'll give him a pass for that final drive. Like, he can play shit for the first 57 minutes. And whatever, like, he can play shit for the first 56 minutes and 30 seconds. But if he's clutched the last three minutes 30 and wins us the game, you know, I don't care. Like, my Jimmy G jersey, if we win the Super Bowl, that can come out. I do not care. You know, it's it's in my closet. I'll show you guys during, like, an He's been break. hiding it. He's, he's a bit embarrassed to wear a Jimmy G jersey at the moment. <laughs> and today, I'll, I'll bring it out, hopefully, like, when we win, if we win the Super Bowl, you know, I'll bring it out. That's the only time. I'll, I'll wear it on camera. That's my bet. I'm making a bet here. Wow. 49ers win the Super Bowl. On my reaction video to the Super Bowl, I'll be wearing a Jimmy Garoppolo wear jersey. A Jimmy Gar- I, th- I think you should because what happens if something goes to pot and then they bring Trey Lance in and Trey Lance wins the Super Bowl and you still have to wear the damn Jimmy G jersey. I think this is worthy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's all right. He let us like, you know, he's, he's been like on, like he's played all but two games, you yeah. know, all but... So he's he's kind of just led us to this point. I know he's he's been carried. It's been Debo. Come on, we all know it's been Debo. You don't have to lie defense. to us. We're family. Yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Yeah, and then you know just just to finish off the recap, you know Debo ran in that first down. And I was just like, we got this. I'm like, that was I enormous. Just, I'm, 
I'm just like Robbie Automatic Gould. That's all he's got to do. My only regret from that day was not pulling out my camera to record my reaction to that last field goal. Like, I just enjoyed the moment with my dad. So that, so, you know, the regret isn't there, but like, you know, it would have been cool for everyone to see like how I was just like running around the house screaming, yes, yes, let's go. We won. Unbelievable. Like it was, that is is totally your tagline. Like hashtag let's go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable how we just pulled that off. Like the whole game, I was just like, I was, I was silent most of that game, or swearing at Jimmy G. Like that, that was, it was silent, swearing at Jimmy G at my house the whole game. A lot of <laughs> you know, swearing about then, quarterbacks in my household usually. So you know, I'm, I'm common ground with you there, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Taylor. I'm sorry to bring it up. I'm, I was swearing at you know him at, at, at other quarterbacks as well. Over the weekend. Is this a yeah. situation, Taylor, where that's a quarterback whose name should not be named? You at that point with said quarterback from first game of the weekend? Well, it's funny you bring that up, Matty C. Uh, am, I, am I allowed to take the liberties of getting in to get to my game? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we should do it. Let me play the drop so we can officially get it in there. I need a minute to complain about a couple of things. There's some things that are getting my goat. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's happened every episode. There's just something that comes out of my mouth, and you're like, well, I don't know if anyone ever would have predicted this. You could kiss my ass, son. I miss doing that in back to back weeks by the skin of an Antarctic man's dick. That guy hasn't run for a rushing touchdown since television was in black and white. Hasn't Joel been kissed on the dick by. You know, dick kissing leprechauns. Like it's just been unbelievable the last six weeks. There are a couple of the arseholes that have taken off my Christmas card list now. That was a brutal section for you. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was a lot that I was wrong about. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's fair. That's a whole podcast. All right, Tay, so you take it. You take it over. This is this is the spot where you get the spotlight, mate. <sighs> Cue the sad music. My goodness, Ryan Tanner Pill. As in, he needs to take a Viagra pill because he was a floppy foreskin out there. The first play of the game set the tone, and that was a brown noise that made everyone shit themselves. Unfortunately for the Titans, even though they had a great year, especially under the circumstances, I think it might be time to try and move on as he doesn't seem to be the guy who can get, who can get the Titans to the next level, especially to beat quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Herbert in the fu- in the future. Justin Herbert, Patrick, who the fuck's Patrick Herbert? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm buying that jersey look, straight up. Look, I don't know who that is, but he's going to the way he played. Whoever Patrick Herbert is would probably beat him as well. So I'm not too happy about it. Uh, obviously a tough situation, pretty happy to move on. It was a tough day, but I feel like I've moved on. Honestly, watching that Mahomes-Allen uh, game, it actually made me feel better because I really don't think that Tannehill could beat either of those guys. I just really don't. It's They are just way too good. They're at a far different level. I know there are different parts of the game than just a quarterback, but I just don't understand how our team would actually beat those guys. They are just at a complete other level. Um, I just want to touch on one. I actually didn't write this one down. I hate when people all of a sudden, just because of one situation, all of a sudden go nuts at rules. So I don't know if on your one of your guys' list is going to be the overtime rules because I get it. It's annoying. It was me. It was me. I just hate how people wait until this moment to then bring up something 
that should have probably just been changed in the past. Like it is the rules. So what what are you meant to do about it? Like there's nothing you can do about it. I know it sucks, mm. and I would like for them to be changed. That's not what I'm saying. I just hate how everyone goes on a tangent going, oh, you know, Josh Allen got screwed because he didn't get a chance to, you know, have right a reply and stuff like that. But that's the rules. Like no one was talking about it at the start of the season. No one was talking about it during the season. Why Why go nuts about it now? Because those were the rules that didn't get changed. You can go change it now, but there's no point talking about that Josh Allen got screwed because he didn't. Those were the rules. He should have won. I know it sucks, but if he wins the coin toss and then goes and wins the game, are we sitting there saying Pat Mahomes, you know, so struggled? Probably, but that's just Probably. how it is. I, I don't know. I just find it ridiculous that everyone goes nuts about it after the fact when really they should have been looking at it and going, is this actually a chance of screwing a playoff game in the future? All right, let's change it now. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been actually, this one's been on my GOAT list for a long time, like especially since like the 2018 championship game um, AFC between the Chiefs and the Patriots. Mm. That was like a prime example. I was calling for the rule change then. I was, I've been calling it for years, you know, like it just doesn't seem right when like, especially like we're in a league now where you have a lot of young, good QBs and you need to change the rules. Like I reckon like, You've got like guys like Herbert, um, Allen, Mahomes, you know, like you said, Burrow, you know, there's some guys in the NFC coming up as well. And like, you know, you've got all these talented QBs, like it's an offense driven league at this point. Like, I'm sorry, like defense still wins championships. I just think you got to change the rules because it's just not fair. I think both offenses got to have the same opportunity and i looked at the list of playoff games so this rule actually came in in 2010 but it wasn't used then so 2011 first time it was used broncos were steelers when tebow threw that td um so the team that won the coin toss has won every single game in the playoffs in the playoffs every coin toss winner oh. has won every game in overtime since that rule has been instituted. The only exception was the Saints-Rams bullshit one where they, like, uh. robbed the Saints. Like, that shouldn't have gone to overtime. Like, that's the only time like a team has ever, like, in the playoffs, like, not done like, not actually won after winning the coin toss. So this is where the rules are. It's like a 9 in 10 chance you're winning. You're winning like 90% of the time. Like this is not fair, in my opinion. That um, if this can only, if you can only win like one out of ten, one out of nine times, you know, losing the coin toss in the playoffs, that is not fair. And like I get with player safety, that's a big issue. But with player safety, I reckon the players themselves would be like, no, I. It doesn't matter because you know we. It doesn't matter about next week because there's no next week unless we win right here and right now. We deserve a fair chance to win. I reckon, like, if it was the other end, like, the Chiefs would have been screwed. Both defenses were just absolutely cooked. But I reckon the better team, in my opinion, I think the better team won. Like, I think the Bills, like, defense absolutely choked that game. Like, my goat, like, I, it was the overtime rules, but I would also kind of change it to the Bills defense. Like, 13 seconds left, y'all, man. Y'all had 13 seconds left. This was a legacy-defining game for Josh Allen. This was Josh Allen's moment. I was saying this, like, live. I'm like, this is Josh Allen's moment of his career. He's dethroning Patrick Mahomes. He scores the go-ahead touchdown to Gabriel Davis, 13 seconds left. And you guys let him drive 
45 yards to kick the game time field goal. Like, what are you guys doing? You guys, you should have firstly squib kicked it. Like, that's a given. You should have squib kicked it. Make them earn more yards or burn more time off the clock. And honestly, it just, I'm just so upset for Josh Allen. Like, I feel so bad for him. I think he got royally um, just absolutely screwed by his own defense, by the rules, you know, just Josh Allen, you know, we all love you. And Bill's Mafia, big shout out. Like, they've been through so much, lost four Super Bowls in a row, you know, lost last year's AFC Championship game, lost to the Chiefs again this year, you know. They also had Texans, like, a couple of years ago. Like, they just they just have bad luck here and there, like, all the time. And, like, you know, full shout out to Bill's Mafia for staying up until 3.30 in the morning to wel- welcome back your team. Best fan base in the hey, NFL. yeah. Like, That's a nice way to finish that. Yeah. That- Best fan base in the NFL, you know, deserve a lot better. You know, it's just, it, it, I mean, Bill's defense was just gassed and I can't really blame them, but they had to just step up, maybe, you know, put more pressure, press coverage and stuff. Maybe like, I, I just gave sure. up a lot of ground on that, to, yeah. that drive to get the game time. Field goal. They gave they up did. a lot of ground. Can, Probably unnecessarily. Can I just say, I do agree that the rules should change. I don't think it should be any different in the regular season. I completely see the the merit to, you know, the player safety thing in the regular season because mm. I just think it needs to probably be over a bit quicker in a regular season so there isn't just absurd amount of sort of time going and blah, 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 especially with the amount of risk there is to players, you know, injuring and being out for the season stuff during the season as it is. Um, I think it definitely should be just like a 10-minute running clock like it should just be a 10 minute period um in the overtime in the playoffs like it used to be in the nrl um yep. there used to be like two yeah. five minute halves and stuff like that and for some reason they decided to go to golden point which is you know we're not an nrl podcast that was just sort of proving a point that no, they sort of charity that right? and i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, is yeah. That, much. Oh, just to, just to say, but yeah, that extra time, five minutes, halves, it's still in the finals for the NRL. But they have like golden point in the regular season. So there's still that disparity. So nah, it that, does it's happen. golden point all the time now. Oh, no. It's actually in the finals. Like they changed off that one grand final with the golden point. But anyway, NFL podcast. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you have two different sets of rules, like the NRL does, like, would that. Is that, would you say that's not fair or would you say that's fair? Like, oh, sorry, I'm just not understanding because the NRL is just one rule now. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they changed it. I'm pretty sure they changed it after the 2015 grand final where then now it's like two five minute halves in the finals only, but in the regular season, still golden point. Yeah. Um, Is it? I, I, honestly, I still thought it was just golden point. I didn't think they actually touched yeah. it. Um, also, it's just that, rare. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Um, <laughs> I was just more making, honestly, I was more making a point that I just feel like too much was made of Josh Allen being unlucky with those rules than, say, being happy that Pat Mahomes did what he did. Like I don't feel I feel like he deserves way more credit for doing what he did instead of everyone sort of being annoyed for Josh Allen because of the rules. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree that they should be changed. I think they're stupid. But I just don't like when people after the fact go on and on about the rules should be changed, Josh Allen's unlucky, blah, 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 when they really should just be applauding Pat Mahomes and being happy yeah. that he's in their lifetime because he is an absolute freak and he deserves to be where he is. 
Um, I, I'm not saying Josh Allen doesn't because he was absolutely incredible as well. I just think in general, like this stuff, if it's not nipped in the butt at the start of the year, there's not really much we can do about it. I'm all for in the offseason going, look how shit that was. Josh Allen should have got it right a reply. Let's do it now. But straight after the game, I really don't think that's what we should have been talking about. We should have been talking about two of the best quarterbacks maybe we'll ever see and uh, Pat Mahomes possibly getting his team over to another another Super Bowl for God knows how many times in a, year, in a row. Yeah, um, I think Maddie was right last week in saying this should have been the AFC Championship game. Like this should have been the Super Bowl, honestly. Like the, I, I know he was taking a shot at your Titans there, Taylor, last week, but I think Milky. he was right in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right though. Like that should have been the AFC Championship game. Like Allen Mahomes, like they're just two amazing quarterbacks. I can't wait for that rivalry to just continue. And like, I just hope like the rules change because these, like these games, I just hope like we can get like college overtime or something, you know, make the games go like a hundred, hundred games and stuff. Like, you know, just, just that would be like pure insanity. Like, just watching a playoff game and it's just like a hundred like to a hundred, like both teams score a hundred points. And it's just like, <laughs> you're still on the edge of your seat for like five hours. Like that LSU game against Oklahoma or something in college football back in the day. Like it's it like, just make it like that. And we'll all be having fun. And no one's complaining. <laughs> and the best team will win. The best team wins in that scenario. I reckon. The one I'd sort of looked at too is I'm actually glad the NFL playoff, sorry, the NFL overtime rules are what they are because people are always mad when the game ends and it turns out that's exactly what overtime's for, is to end the game. And then it got me thinking about, well, oh God, what do you do then? Like, what do you want to change? Do you want to change a baseball where they change nothing? They just change nothing. It's just more baseball, exactly the way you've seen the baseball until somebody gets the lead and keeps it. And they can go 16, 17 innings and then they've still got to back up the next day and it's horrible. But baseball aside, I mean, so that's the let's not take anything out of it and let's just extend the game, right? Um, soccer does that a bit too. Or it goes, well, let's just extend the game by two equal periods. And then at the end, well, if we still can't decide, let's actually take all the soccer out. We'll, we'll forget that we even played 120 minutes of soccer and we'll just turn it into, um, you know, okay, you stand perilously close and try and whack it into a net that can barely be defended. And, and then hockey kind of copies that and it just takes all the sport out of it. It'd be like at the end of a tired basketball game going, right, we're going to have a free throw shooting contest. <sighs> so I, people getting mad about it, I understand. It's an emotional thing because the idea is to eliminate somebody. Someone got eliminated. I, I, I know that people get mad about it. Maybe you can review it. But the idea is that it's there to end a game and it did. I think it did its job and it's probably an unpopular opinion. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely see the merit of that one. Yeah. It's got to emotional because my Jags are never in it. I never have to get emotional about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I guess, you know, maybe a bit of Chiefs hate, but I reckon Chiefs fans can relate because of that championship game. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's just, it was just a fun game, like, at the end of the day. And it was just amazing. So and, you know, I, I just want a bit more fairness, you know, just make sure both teams are like an equal opportunity rather than it decided by a simple flip of the coin. Like it just, yeah. there needs to be a bit of a fairer way. But as you said, yeah, the game's got to end at some point. It can't go on forever. That's what it's for. like. Yeah. yeah. It's not designed to keep the game going for as long as possible. It's designed to end it. And 
And I mean, you could have that, or do you remember this Cricket World Cup recently where England and New Zealand ended up having to go into what was called like an, oh, and I can't make, you can't make this up. Over. It's called an, a one over, uh, super per over. side super elimination. Over. It's uh, literally acronym yeah. is an oopsie, which I think is just delicious because they tied after the one over per side elimination and then and the had boundaries. to back count on boundaries because they just didn't have uh, a way to determine it. It's like, well, man, I would have preferred to have sack races every other Sunday till the winner was determined than that. So thank <laughs> God we've got a set of overtime rules that declare a winner in a way where you go, well, this team scored the touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Let's give them the win. Like that seems fairer than something like that. Yeah. No, um, totally agree. I just like to apologize and give Manjot the win. He's actually 100% right about the NRL. I honestly did not know that. I hadn't seen anything recently about there being two halves. I just always thought it was still golden points. So I'm 100% wrong. I just looked up the rules. <laughs> well, I honestly yeah. can't remember seeing two halves in the finals. Oh. I don't know if there just hasn't been draws at the end of 80 in the last couple of years. Oh, it's been a while, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I do remember like the Broncos and Cowboys had that golden point in yeah, the 2015 yeah. grand final and they yeah, changed and, the and then the next Wayne Bennett cried his eyes out. Yeah. I cried my eyes out <laughs> as a Broncos fan. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, and then the next time, the next time when they the first time they used that rule was literally Broncos versus Cowboys as well. So you oh, know, God. there you go. Yeah, that's some there you go. I honestly did not know that at all. So that's that's one for the memory bank when I, you know, get absolutely shocked when it's a draw and I'm not sitting there watching Golden Point. Gee, that was a good segment. Oh, you boys just bored. I just sat back and listened to you two. That was so good. Yeah, because we both had our own takes on it. The mum, the middle. That is a great moment. That's going to the drop. mum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna play that for my parents. You know, the drop. I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, I just shout you out my podcast." Just yeah, I'll literally <laughs> drop into a soundbite and send it to you, so you can play it to your parents. That's yeah. so good. The mum, the you know, I've been shouting that. out everyone. I've been shouting my band, my parents, you know, like. We've got to make sure we do oh. some dabs at the end then, yeah? So you can. Yeah. Hats off to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to get into the previews? Yes, sir. Yeah. We want to. Okay. So last week, uh, I went ahead and recapped a bunch of stuff. Are there any final words on last week before we move on? Any last words? Go to forever hold your peace. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the best weekends of football I've ever seen or I'll ever see. Just absolutely absurd. Just best. It wasn't, it wasn't so much the games in particular was so good the whole time. It was just the endings. They were just phenomenal. And yeah. uh, it was just awesome yeah, to see that many close games in one weekend and uh, just showed, you know, all it takes is one, you know, bit of luck or one big play from one guy or something like that and it can turn your whole season. So it was ne- never more apparent than this week. Yeah. Four last plays, like all four games came down to last place. So four last play wins. And then... You know, free walk-off field goals by road teams to start the weekend. And then the yeah, best wow. weekend, you know, the best game of the weekend. You know, it's just the best weekend, like, I've ever seen. Like, just watching this game. You know, I've had so many people say, like, in the whole time, you know, it might be, like, you know, just two years of watching football up until, you know, like, 50 years, 60 years. Just, like, the best weekend that they've ever seen. Like, this is just incredible, you know, just I just hope for a good championship someday. 
I'm going to go through what the playoffs would look like if they started today. And let's preview week 13. I reckon that will come out good. But this year, I just kind of feel like it's different, don't you? When you look at this year, how tight it is. Reviewing all of this week's matchups. Exactly. And how exciting would that be? Well, it'd certainly give people something to think about. And that's a wrap. Well, I mean, after last week where potentially the wildcard week maybe felt like it went a little bit long to have a champion, sorry, a division week like that was quite a treat. And now we move on to championship week. And I just thought we should do the same thing as we've been doing the whole time. Let's do it in order of how the NFL has these games scheduled, which means we're into the AFC first. I don't know if this could have worked out better that we've got a guy on one side who's a bit more on the AFC side. His team's not there anymore, but that's okay. We're not going to dwell on that. But then we've also got NFC. And his team is still there, so that's kind of cool too. And it's kind of yeah. it's going to be nice to kind of have a bit of a specialist from each conference. We'll kick off with the AFC side with the Chiefs hosting the plucky Bengals. God, whoever thought that Joe Burrow would still be undefeated in playoffs for starters? Like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think we should throw it to Taylor and get his opinions on what's going to happen here first. Being the um, the guy who lives in the AFC, what do you say? What do you say? Sounds good, mate. Um, Absolutely. Again, both these teams completely uh, deserve to be where they are. Uh, the Bengals' defense has actually been really, really impressive in these couple of games. Um, you know, like I said, I, you know, Tannehill wasn't exactly playing well, but he wasn't really allowed to. The The Bengals' defense was phenomenal. And uh, for some really, really young players to do that on the road uh, against the number one team in, in seed of the AFC uh, was actually quite remarkable. So they just definitely deserve to be there. And the Chiefs just do the Chiefs things. They are just just phenomenal and they're incredibly hard to beat. So I'll, uh, I'll get to the matchup of the game. Uh, it's hard to go past Mahomes versus Burrow. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say, this is the Chiefs versus the Cincinnati McPhersons. Yes. I've thrown away the Bengals. They're just the McPhersons. <laughs> it's all about the rookie kicker. He's got some pluck, that kid. I like him. That's it. I can't believe I didn't do this as Butker versus McPherson as the matchup of the game. That's what it should be. But I'll go with, the, I'll go with these couple of goobers. Uh, Mahomes got the better of Josh Allen last week in one of the best playoff games you'll ever see. 782 passing yards, 900, uh, 998 rushing yards, and nine total touchdowns in his two playoff games so far. Burrow, however, has leaned on his defense a lot more, averaging about 100 less passing yards per game than Mahomes uh, and just two touchdowns total. I have trust in Burrow here, though, that if put to the test in a shootout, he will rise to the occasion. Most efficient. Now, I'm basing these off regular season as a two-game playoff sample size still isn't enough for me. KC are fourth in the league in passing yards, 281.8 yards per contest, and third in the league in total yards at 396.8 per game. Most deficient, KC are 26th in total yards given up to their opponents, yielding 368.9 per game to their competitors. Edge by position, QB, it's always Mahomes on a historic playoff pace right now. Running back, got to give it to Mixon here. I don't mind the Chiefs running back room as a whole as they use a full committee at the moment, especially with Jarek McKinnon showing signs of life. But I trust Mixon more than anyone else on the field here. The Chiefs can be exploited on the ground too. Uh, wide receiver, I'll take the Bengals here as mentioned previously. Their trio of Chase, Higgins and Boyd is the envy of most teams in the league. Chase is the first rookie ever to have multiple 100-yard receiving games in the playoffs. Add that to his millions of rookie records he's already broken. Tight end. 
The difference between Uzoma and Kelsey here is the size of Shaq's dick. Nothing else to add. <laughs> Bold fantasy call. I'll just I'll just slide right past that one. So how do you slide past Shaq's dick? Oh, you can't. It's just it just envelops you. Uh, bold fantasy call. You know what's coming, Matty C. T. Higgins to lead the Bengals receiving call with hundred yards and TD. Don't know if anyone out there realizes that I've got a little bit of love for T. Higgins. <laughs> I don't know if anyone out there knows that Taylor loves T. Higgins as much as I hate Odell Beckham Jr. after this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what's higher. My my love for him or your hate for him. Wow. Uh, prediction. I think this will be a lot closer than people imagine. But Mahomes will just be too much for this young Bengals team at Arrowhead. I've got the Chiefs winning 34-24. Wow. So I didn't quite catch who you got in the uh, the, the kicker matchup um, between those two. Oh, I think I didn't catch up, mate. I, I, can't, I can't give away all my aces up my sleeve in, the, uh, <laughs> in my nuts later. So I can't give you that information. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Mate, I feel like I know who you're going to pick, so it's okay. Throw over to me, Joe. What do you think here, mate? you got Taylor calling 10 points. That's a pretty big gap. But what, what do you think, mate? Too much, too much. That's too much of a winning margin. Now, let me go back into the last mm. week. You know, I think the Bengals, they played first last week. So they got one day rest advantage. So that's a little bit, it's not really much, I guess. Like it kind of counteracts the home field in my opinion. But I reckon like the Bengals, like first play of the game. Like, let me just say they won the game on the first play. Because the Titans just threw an interception to them, like instead of handing the ball off to Henry, like as they should have. Like that's what I was gonna say in the GOAT segment. But I, I just I just forgot to say it. But yeah, they won on the first play. And so, you know, their their O line is a massive liability from what I learned that game. Like the whole draft debate, like uh, between like Sewell and um Chase, like for the fifth overall pick, like it was shown there last week, like they gave up nine sacks and they still won second time in NFL history. A team has given up eight sacks and still won. The first one was like McNabb, like McNabb was sacked eight times. Donovan McNabb playing for the Eagles. Uh, it was like in 2004 or something. It's back just in the day, and- man, that was in black and white. That's, that's going back. <laughs> Back when there was only five TV channels. <laughs> back when there was, you know, back when it was like pretty grainy, you know. I, I have to say, <laughs> pre- Brady. there's no, no such like, era as pre Brady, mate. He he existed. No, in no not pre Brady. I said pretty. I meant pretty grainy, like the TV cameras <laughs> pretty are pretty grainy. But it was in the Brady era. Yeah, um, <laughs> everything's yeah. in the Brady era, mate. <laughs> yeah, my whole life's been in the Brady era. But yeah, that's not an uncommon thing for people to say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and. I guess the Bengals, you know, first road playoff win in franchise history last week. They're coming in hot. Joe Burrow, he's coming in hot, hottest quarterback in the league. And there's only one quarterback I think is hotter, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is he, and, and Josh Allen is also up there for any of Bills fans. I, I still have my Josh Allen like fan appreciation shirt on right now. But you know, we 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 got Mahomes. We got Borrow, you know, it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. It's just going to be the best QB matchup apart from Mahomes and Allen in this playoffs. Like, there's nothing that's going to be better. And let me just say, like, Mahomes was just unstoppable last week. Like, in the final 
two minutes plus overtime. Like he threw like three touchdowns, like, and for like more yards than my boy Jimmy Garoppolo did the whole game or something like that. I don't remember. The, yeah, after two, yeah, it was just amazing. Like he, he threw for like three touchdowns and ran in another. It was just one of the best like performances of his career. You know, can I make a bold claim? Because like I know Taylor was like, you know, Taylor's been like complaining in chat that oh, Maddie's posting all my bold takes and then like laying everyone shit on them in the Instagram comments section. Yeah. So I'm you know, I'll take up. some heat. I'll take some heat off Taylor here. Honestly, you know what happened in a regular season, right? Yeah, when I these do. two teams played, I the do. Bengals beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, they did. You know. And there was a certain someone who Taylor didn't mention who's broken many, many records, had a massive day that game. Mr. What was it? Like six catches, 266 yards, three touchdowns, Jamar Chase. Look, I think I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. Easily. I reckon he's got at least two multiple touchdowns. Honestly, like that, like Tyron Matthews coming back from the concussion, you know, Daniel Sorensen won't kick anyone the ass, son. I'm sorry. He's really bad. He, he's always, <laughs> he's always just throwing his hands up in the air and just being like, it's always like, he's always chasing it. And then like Matthew is just like, what, why did you blow that coverage? And he's always chasing, Sorensen's always chasing the receiver. So he's actually the one getting kicked in the ass, son. And he didn't deliver that like a couple of weeks ago when I made that joke about him picking off Ben Roethlisberger to the house. He didn't deliver, man. So I'm sorry, but he he's not good enough. And, you know, they're, they're cornerbacks. They couldn't catch Chase. Like, Chase, like, had that one big run, you know, that went straight through them. And honestly, like, the crowd can get into it. You know, I've actually got a friend here, you know, helping me with the predictions. <gasps> Is this we, the we, moment? It's the moment. moment. <gasps> you know, I, yeah. You know, we haven't brought my trumpet on the show yet. Hasn't been played in any drops or anything. New cast right, member. So what's our trumpet's name again, just for the record, just for everyone? Um, I think it was like Humphrey or something. Humphrey. Um, people at Jindera Wind Orchestra or Jiwo like named it Humphrey. That's right. The eye of the tiger, guys. Got the eye of the tiger. You know, and that's where I'm going. I'm going with the upset. <gasps> my boy, Joe Burrow, my boy, Jamar Chase are going to deliver. Eye of the tiger style, just like Rocky. They will knock out the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. I am taking the Bengals. All the meme pages have been saying Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. You know, I'm just going to say Ooh. it ends straight there. The Bengals will beat the Chiefs again. Wow. Just you heard it here first, guys. And you heard it thanks to my friend Humphrey the Trumpet. Humphrey the Trumpet. Wow. Yeah. Well, can yeah. I get a reply here? I, I need Taylor yes. to weigh in. Y- yes. Okay. So you told me your part on NRL knowledge, so I'm going to throw one at you. Uh, the Bengals didn't beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead this year. It was definitely oh. at uh, Cincinnati. Uh, oh, so yeah. that's, uh, there's my, my first bad. little bit of nugget. One all. Um, one all. <laughs> 
Second, yeah. I find it uh, funny that you went off on me saying 10 points, yet both of you went 17 and 10 for the Packers last week, who I uh, actually went and lost to the Niners. So uh, it was I'm, pretty happy was pretty, I'm pretty happy with my 10-point margin. But to be honest, I now realize why you think it's too much because you are picking the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My third point is I think we're making too much of Burrow, honestly. We're talking like Burrow and Mahomes is going to be anywhere near what Alan Mahomes was. If you took out two games uh, from Burrow this year, you would not. You would basically be looking at probably the 11th or 12th best fantasy yeah. asset in the QB position this year. Mm. I don't. I don't see everyone's buzz about Burrow in terms of him dominating a game. Now, look. He's played against teams where he hasn't had to, especially in the last two weeks. Like the Titans weren't putting up many points, so he didn't have to go out and absolutely air it out. And he still had 348 yards or something. I'm not saying he had a bad game. Um, he just hasn't really had this absolutely enormous explosive like push outside of two weeks at, against the Chiefs. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Who the Ravens. Other one was Ravens, that's the one. And the Ravens, their secondary was destroyed. Like I, can't, I cannot even talk about how bad that that secondary was like if if the Titans aren't asked anymore, they are the world record for us. Like they were absolutely destroyed. They were giving up the yeah. most fantasy points to quarterbacks right. and wide receivers basically the entire second half of the year. So, look, I, I can see what I can see what you say. I'm not trying to have a go at you. Your, your pick or anything, it's actually really interesting to see someone take the Bengals in this game because I don't think there's going to be many people on that side. Um, I just don't see the whole shootout aspect for Burrow so much. I know he did it against the Chiefs once, but that was literally two games out of 17, 18, 19, whatever he's played. Um, I, I'm just not 100% sure that it's going to happen and we're going to see anything like we saw last week with Mahomes and Allen because I think Allen really is still a couple of steps above Burrow at this stage. Um, Burrow is in his second year coming off an absolutely absurd ACL injury that he had last year. So um, I I just wouldn't expect too much out of him offensively. I think he can keep up to a degree, but we're talking about Pat Mahomes against a second-year Joe Burrow. I just think it's a little bit too much to ask. Uh, at Arrowhead, and you know, I talked about last week Pat Mahomes' record at Arrowhead in the playoffs is just absolutely phenomenal. So I, I, I love you going for it, but um, I just think in terms of like us building up Mahomes and Barrett, anything like it was Mahomes against Ellen, I just don't think mm. it's there. Yeah, I, I definitely think like you know the Chiefs have a slightly, I guess, more stars on defense, but the Bengals' defense is a bit better overall. I'd say like just the way they played. They've both played in this playoffs. Like the Bengals are like, you know, they've been conceding like literally like under 20 points, like like around 20 points every game. And like the Chiefs have conceded like over 20 points, like in both games they've played. But like, you know, it's just I just believe in Borrow, like until like I believe in both quarterbacks. Like I can see this go either way. Like the Bengals are still a good team. And they did beat the Chiefs in Cincinnati, as you said. Yep. Uh, I did get that wrong. So, the, but, and it's a completely different game at Arrowhead. But I reckon, like, Burrow has a lot of momentum going on his side. I do know it's slowed down the last couple of weeks, but he can find his magic again. And it's all going to come down to whether they can protect. Burrow, like Burrow's oh. protection is just everything. Like you're not going to win another playoff game if you get sacked nine times again. Nope. Like that is, it Straight only happens. Not against twice. the Chiefs. 
especially not against the Chiefs. You're not no. going to win. So I reckon Can't like keep losing yardage. Yeah. So like the game plan, I reckon it's like you throw like quick screens to your receivers. You throw like uh, quick slants, like just get out like a good run game from Joe Mixon. Just build up the the offense like through like short and sharp plays. And like that's that's how I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna make some good adjustments. If they don't, then I'd be pretty upset at Zach Taylor for not making those sorts of adjustments. But I think, you know, I think I'm going with the Bengals in upset just because I just think Burrow's like worth the hype. And it's really hard to make like three Super Bowls in a row. Let me just say as well. Like it's actually really hard. And you know, but the Chiefs are just an amazing team and it's going to take a lot of stopping. And honestly, I would, I would honestly, yeah, I just take the Bengals in an upset. Just, you know, I just can't choose. I just want to be bold. So it's been bold. That's yeah. Like the, yeah, that's Absolutely. like the only reason. I, I agree with you completely. I do like the Bengals defense more than the Chiefs for sure. Yeah. It's just purely the, the pedigree of Mahomes over Burrow. And this isn't an anti Burrow take. And, Let's just say you got him in a dynasty in fantasy. You have got an incredible asset yeah, in the future. This is just purely a, I don't think he's ready to beat Mahomes right now. I'm not saying that he won't in the future. Like, I think he's going to be phenomenal. It's just a right now take in, in the situation he's in. But, you know, I could be very wrong. And I love the bold take. That's what we're here for. Yeah, we don't yeah. have Sheriff Seahorse here to enforce boldness yeah, police. Exactly. But so Taylor's just stamping out his ground here, man. Joe, don't feel bad. He's, you know, he's feeling a bit threatened yeah. by you coming in. Yeah, look, mate, I come off a two from four last week. So I'm just in huge pedigree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can you can quantify it. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I just want to hear what Maddie has to say. You know, oh, just. Yeah. And also, I just like, quickly, there while Taylor was disparaging the Bengals. Oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. Like, just quickly, um, just while you mentioned, like, Seahorse, like, I just want him back on the show, you know, next season. Because <laughs> I, I haven't really heard him, you know, on the show as, as your super fan and everything. Just, just, well, just, yeah. I'm still your super fan, even though I'm on the show. So I just want to, like, put my, like, five cents worth and just ask Seahorse to come back. I don't mind if you guys replace me next year with Seahorse. Like, it's, it's completely fine. Mate, yeah. the sheriff's ever available. We'll we'll make an opportunity to get him in. But you know, the sheriff he's uh, he's been juggling orders for stardom and fame, and didn't have time for little podcasts like us anymore. But <laughs> I was talking to him today, and that's kind of where the I need to make sure I work seahorse in a few times came from, just because you know it'd be for my own amusement. And I told him I'd do it. So um, I know Sheriff they Seahorse have- doesn't listen. So fuck you, Sheriff Seahorse. They don't have technology in Tasmania, do they? Don't we have to send a note by pigeon or something? <laughs> yeah, he has to go on the boat, yep. <laughs> <laughs> if they'll let anything in because they're, you know, beautifully contained little... They've got that mallet fingers and everything, you know. Mallet fingers, yes. <laughs> I wonder how Seahorse's mallet finger is doing. Uh, I'll ask him. Mate, while I was at this and Taylor was disparaging the Bengals about, you know, Burrow kind of not being the big... The big part of what makes that offense work, the way I'm a Mahomes or an Allen. And I'm like, whoa, well, number one seed had fucking Tannehill as the big driver. No. And how did that work out not, for him? He's not that either. Oh, the 49ers are in the championship game and they've got <laughs> Jimmy G. Who's not that either? Like, I'm just, how many examples can I drag up? And I kept going, I'm like, oh, Derek Carr and the Raiders. Um, you know, Matt Stafford, like I just kept on going. I was just writing all down. I'm like, it's, it's not an argument about that. I guess, I guess the argument is 
Oh, this is a guy who's a good quarterback going up against an extraordinary quarterback. Let's not get carried away. Is that more what you mean? That's 100% what I mean. Cool. Okay. I, like I said, there are definitely parts of the Bengals I think are definitely better than the Chiefs. It's just it's hard to see those two against each other right now yeah. this year and thinking that he's yeah. going to do something, but it's all good. Well, mate, Taylor, I'm not going to disappoint, and I am going to ring the bell, ring the bell. I'm going the Chiefs by 21, and I'm going the Chiefs by 21. <laughs> because... <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Man, I think the Bengals played their championship last week. Yeah. Mm. Like, they're a young team who haven't been here. They win their first playoff game in 31 years. Oh, it's like the Socceroos qualifying for the World Cup in 2005. Man, Joe, that would have been when you were like, you know, two years before you were born or something because you, <laughs> you're so damn young. But that was crazy. And then we got to the World Cup and, 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 you know, we looked like we probably belonged, but we didn't look like we belonged with the big boys. And I kind of feel that for the Bengals. They've definitely turned up. They've turned up all guns blazing. They've done their best. And if they, they just limped past a Titans team who weren't really good and they're about to come across the shit hottest team in football in their backyard against a guy who is just not willing to let anything stand between him and getting back to that big dance after he got, well, he got shirt fronted last year. And I think he alone is going to try and pull the whole trailer with him. And I think Joe Burrow is a speed bump along the way. Yeah. Mm. So you're so saying man's with 31 that- to 10. I wouldn't be surprised. Like you're saying with that example, that the Chiefs is just going to like get a rap controversy and win, you know, <laughs> just, just want to, just want to throw in like that comparison. Just want to make it like a hundred percent accurate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> does anyone like really like I, I sit here and I, I've, I've watched my homes all year pretty closely, obviously having him in, um, in Astro league pretty much yeah. most of the year. It just feels like his timing is run perfectly. Like, they had all those issues offensively in the middle of the year. No one really – like, everyone on the outside seemed to be giving him shit. But I can tell you right now, no one really seemed to care there. Like, no one was coming out and bagging the team. And, you know, like they, they, they just looked at themselves and went, I don't think we need to, you know, be going 16-1 and one this year or 15-2. and two. I just think we need to get ourselves to the playoffs – Get ourselves, you know, well, I don't think they would have even cared if they had to go on the road, to be honest. Um, you know, get themselves in a situation where they've sort of, you know, held Mahomes back a little bit. Um, they've got their defense way better. I'm not, like, I, I don't think it's great, but it's at least like middle middle of the pack now. It's not this this absolutely horrendous defense giving up an absurd amount of points. I know they gave up 36, but that was to Josh Allen. Um, yeah. it, it's at least at a better position now than it was at the start of the year. And now I just think Mahomes has just hit his straps. He's just gone to another five gears. Like he is just absolutely leaps and bounds better than everyone else right now. And he actually looks better than he has in the other playoffs of the other years when he still yeah. looked good in the regular season. I think he's just actually sort of been happy to win games against the Giants 21 uh, 21-17. I made that score up. I'm sure it's not the actual score, but like, he was happy to just let defenses think that they worked him out, things like that. And now he is just that guy that has just timed his run to perfection. And I just think the Chiefs in general have. They've they've let all these other teams get all the hype in the regular season and they've just come in and just beat the shit out of them. That's just what they're doing. They're they showing everyone after last year what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to them, that that was a one-off. And I just think they're going to be incredibly hard for these last three teams to try and beat. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I just think the Bengals are kind of the same in a way. Because, like, I mean, they've had their hype, but they were, like, pretty much a quiet team until about week 12-ish. And then, like, in the last couple of months, like, since, like, mid-November, they've been coming up, like, hot, like, especially with Burrow, like, playing off. And then that win against the Chiefs, like, they've had some, like, really good games against some really good teams. And... You know, yeah. I think they're, they've got that sort of energy too. So, you know, it works both ways. Like both teams, I, I definitely think like the, the Chiefs have a better chance. It's just I'm, I'm taking a bold call with the Bengals because I just think like Burrow has like the, the what it takes and he's, he's a big game player. Like we saw in college with like yeah. apparently in high school as well, like he also was undefeated in the playoffs. Like, if, if he's got that sort of record, like I- I'm not gonna bet against that. I'm not. I don't want to bet against Mahomes either. Like, who do I bet it? Like, like. Uh, can can I just actually throw one. you to? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had lost three games in his life. He lost more than that in a month <laughs> when he came to our team. So I don't know if that's the comparison you want to make. That's yeah. Okay. What, true. True. Yeah. I will say though, man, Joe, if we get rave against the Ravens against the Chiefs, uh, Joe Burrow. And we see that kind of offense, that huge spark that they had, not so much what you've seen out of them the last two weeks. They're, they're a chance. Like, they are definitely a chance. And, like, there is also the, uh, a nut line, keep using the word chance, but there is that, 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 that chance. Opportunity. Again, that, I can send you a thesaurus, man. There's a chance. There's a chance that there might be a chance that there's a chance in this game. This thesaurus um, is both terrible but, and terrible. <laughs> I've got nothing else. Um, the Chiefs could have a letdown here. You know, they just came off that Bills game that everyone was talking up like should have been the Super Bowl, should at least be in the AFC Championship game. If they look past this Bengals team, that could be to their own peril. So if you see what mm. um, what Burrow was doing in those couple of games near the end of the year, uh, the Chiefs should watch out because you know, they might end up getting, you know, Josh Allen. They might be putting up close to 40 points. But you just never know. So, like, I'm not trying to say that there's no chance the Bengals win. Uh, I just think, as a prediction, I just, I'm struggling to see the Chiefs lose, but it's yeah, not exactly. completely out of the picture. Yeah, I, I just think, like, you know, maybe the rest, like, again, I'm going to go back to the first point I made about rest. And, like, the Bengals have a one-day rest advantage. Both of the Chiefs played a longer game as well. Yeah. And they played the last game of the week. So, and now they've got to play, you know, the first game of the next week. So, you know, it's just, like, it's, I mean, I don't know how much that even matters. Like, to be honest, like, it's, it's just one day. But, like, that could be a bit of a difference. And if the Chiefs come out rusty, then I can definitely see that is the factor. Like, the, them being rusty because of all the rest that they've had, uh, like the the lack of rest they've lack had, of rest, yeah. and yeah, and like the Bengals, I think it's just like the way they played is just like a big play at a time. Like one big play does spark them. So, like yep. just recently, well, like watching that, that team, guy, right? Especially Chase, especially like I can't tell you how much I love Jamar Chase. Like he deserves that number one jersey for a reason, and you know. Amen. I just love that rule change as well. Just like, just to throw out rules in there, like just letting wide receivers by single digits, like Jamar Chase at number one, like that's just perfect. And, yeah. you know, he's the number one receiver, like in terms of yards left in his playoffs, except for Cup, of course. So he's, a, he's, he's one AFC. 
So yeah, the number one in the yeah, AFC. Help. He's the number one in this matchup. So sorry, my bad. Brain brain fades for forgetting my opponent. Next. Okay, you had one last one. thing. Oh, I was just gonna say if the honey badger comes back and tries to defend him, he's just gonna have a bare ass of honey. He's just gonna be <laughs> sticky as fuck. Like <laughs> trying to try to defend I don't know if he'd actually go on him or not, but and if he's even playing. Um, but like they're going to have an absolute nightmare trying to defend him, and of and of course T Higgins. No one's going to stop that bloke. Yeah, I like that you yeah. two are predicting big games for different Bengals receivers. I feel like they should decide <laughs> on that. I, f- I don't know what it is. Maybe we talk I, about I, it and we Instagram like, something. But just saying, maybe there should be something about yards or points or something. Chase. My hope is that it's like Higgins one thirty to Chase's one twenty five. <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, On a point of administration, because I'm all about the administrative integrity, of course, I've got Taylor picking 34-24. Even I can do the maths on that. That's KC by 10. Matty C's come out and just made up a number at the end, but I said by 21. So, yeah. But I've got Manjot taking Cincinnati by an undetermined margin. Do you want to throw a number on it just so we can Instagram it later? I thought I I kind of made it clear, but... Yeah, three points. I like, missed it. Three I'm, points. McPherson. Yeah, um, McPherson yeah, field goal. I, I don't think I actually like said it, but I said it was going to be close, but I don't think I said three points. But yeah, I'm no. going to make sure I got you held down to a point, mate, because yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if they win by four, we need, we'll laugh at you. Like, that's completely wrong. We need accountability, <laughs> mate. If nothing else, we're professionals. It, it, Taylor has made this clear it, all year. We are nothing if not professional. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. totally. yeah McPherson, man. McPherson, I reckon, you know, another bold call. McPherson is going to be like a big factor in this game again. And I think it's going to be a score of like 34 31 to the Bengals. Hey, 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 oh, Dylan, oh. let's stop the foreskinning. Let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. <laughs> wow, yeah. how about that? So we've got 34 24, a 34 31, and a 31 10. Goodness. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.